What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Start and end your day with the good news. The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with The Good News. Hey, it is Angie Austin with The Good News, along with The Good News Gals. And we've got uh, some cool stories for you, but I think uh, some justice. I don't know about you, I really like justice. So we've got uh, Cindy here and Beatrice, Jennifer, Michelle, Monique, and producer Dave. Um, And we're here, you know, pretty much the Good News Gals group are pretty cohesive. It's the same group of us. And we'll get into more specifics. And oftentimes we'll introduce ourselves before we speak so you know who's who. Because this is a fairly big group of gals. We're using all six mics in here as we often do and it's fun to have a conversation with friends and we just hope that uh, some of the good news we share with you inspires you but that you also see that you know we're Christians just trying to get through life and the world and do the best job we can as parents moms wives etc and uh, Beatrice I'm going to start with you because you have a story that uh, really uh, caught your attention and there is a positive end to it. And then if we have time, I want to talk about a story, too, that really has been bothering me. I've been following it. I'll see if there's an update. It's out of Canada uh, where a uh, parent's family friend of his parents was uh, uh, texting and uh, on social media approaching their 13-year-old daughter. The guy's 28. And then the, the messages turned lewd. And the parents then uh, had him come over. And uh, he was coming over with the intent on sexually assaulting their daughter. And they... <gasps> They zip-tied him, and they held him for the police, and the police arrested the parents and said that they physically assaulted him, and they confined him there. Again, it's in Canada. But that story bothers me so much. In the video of the mom, you can't even play it on the air. I mean, she was fired up um, and used words that are not appropriate for radio because she was so angry. And she said even if she gets charged, it was worth it to stop this guy that was trying to sexually assault her daughter. I mean, not in the bad way, but they kind of like entrapped him a little? Did they kind of set him up? He was already saying he wanted to do this, and they were in these communications with the daughter, and then then they posed at the daughter said okay i'm ready come on over yeah and then when he came over they got him but, but it's kind of like to catch a predator right that's what that guy did and but then he didn't he have an affair and then he stopped doing the show oh i didn't yeah know something like him. something like that yeah don't quote me on that one but google <laughs> it that's what my co-host said yeah. he goes you know why that show stopped don't you i go no i'm not sure but that to catch a predator i was dumbfounded at the types of men that would come over me too uh, to meet these young girls and what they would bring with them and you could tell their intentions were not Good. So in that case, that story's out of Canada. Uh, The parents were arrested. Now, they haven't been charged. Last I checked this morning, 
but uh, that that's making headlines. But I don't like things that I feel. I like shows where there's justice. Mm-hmm. And so, Beatrice, this story my co-host also told me about, and you actually have a positive update. So give us the load on the story. And that, Dave, do you have audio on this story? I do. Okay. So you want us just, uh, who wants to set up just to give the basics of the story? Go ahead, Beatrice. Well, as a, a, a military veteran, Army veteran, it hurts me to hear people talk about not displaying the flags especially of the United States, but also of the military Military. services. Mm -hmm. And down in Jacksonville, Florida, this young lady who works for the city decided that she was going to cite this company for displaying the military flags. And in doing that, she also disrespected a veteran who had been shot three times in the war by telling him, you haven't done anything for this country. Mm. Wow. What's going on guys, Sean over at Jagger and Parasports and we just had the city of Jacksonville here on site to cite us for our military flags. That's right, we just got a ticket in the city of Jacksonville, military bound city, for flying military flags. They cited us for every flag because they were mad that we had the flying flags up top in the building. Not only that, we had customers in store at that time. A lady by the name of Melinda Power that works for the city of Jacksonville Regulatory Compliance Department said to one of our customers in store, because he was questioning her on it because he was shot three times at war. He says to her in the store, or she says to him in the store, you did nothing for our country. This is a military vet that was shot in store, says to them live in our store that you've done nothing for our country. The city of Jacksonville is citing local businesses with all the other crap going on around town. They're citing us, the business owner, for flying military flags in a military town. They told us to take them down or go to court over it. Are you serious right now? And then has the nerve and audacity to tell our military vet in our store, that's our customer, you've done nothing for our country. How do you think that went over well? I need everyone to share this video. This is absolutely ludicrous that city officials by the name of Melinda Power and her compliance manager, Charles Sanders, would actually get away with this type of crap that's going on in the city of Jacksonville. And I am furious. There is one thing I'm not going to tolerate. And the one thing is dealing with this kind of disrespect in the military town. If you're in the military, if you're not, share this video. We need to get this viral because the city of Jacksonville, News for Jacks, all these Channel 4 websites, there's enough bad going on in the city that the amount of crap that we're dealing with, these flags that are flying overhead should not be the problem. We should not be getting cited and ticketed for flags for representing our country. But I can tell you one thing, this isn't the end. I'm not going to go to court over this, and I can guarantee that this will go viral. So share with all your local news channels. Let's get this thing viral. But the city of Jacksonville is citing local businesses for flags and military American flags. Are you serious? And then they're going to have the audacity to come into our military vet run store. Uh, he, you can tell how upset he is oh, and the audacity of that um, that woman to tell him you've done nothing for our country when he was shot three times. I'm sure that was in a pretty emotional and angry moment for him. Absolutely. And so, Beatrice, you have an update on this. Yes, the young lady and her Melinda. manager, Melinda, Melinda Power, 
and her person, his name is Charles Somebody. They have been suspended. That's an interesting name, Charles Somebody. Charles Somebody. Yes. somebody. At this point, that, that, that's that's no. who he is, or somebody. <laughs> Public shaming. Public shaming. So Melinda the city of Jacksonville Charles. has suspended the code inspector who issued a warning citation to the business that had flags from every branch of the U.S. military on its roof, along with her supervisor who was present at the time. Ooh, the Yay. Supervisor allowed yes. her to do that. So they're both suspended. Yes. That's the update out of Jacksonville, Florida. So Melinda and her uh, supervisor, uh, Charles Somebody, uh, have been uh, suspended. That's fine. You don't have to get his name. I'm teasing you. Okay, so <laughs> with that said, we're not NBC News right now. We're just trying to give the basics of the story. Yes. And yes. so <laughs> the update is they've been suspended. I have to tell you, one of the wackiest news stories of the day um, is about a woman. She was a passenger on a Southwest Airlines plane. And uh, my uh, co co-worker had sent me this because I fly Southwest a lot and a few others, you know, that are, you know, economical. Let's put it that way. And uh, something happened with the... Uh, engine and some shrapnel went through uh, the glass on the window and you may have heard about this it happened a couple of days ago and uh, she got su she was getting sucked out of the window hmm. mid-flight and all the uh, oxygen masks came down and passengers grabbed her and kept her from being sucked out of the window i'm telling oh, wow. you that's when you're <gasps> glad you befriended that person next to you and you oh, didn't yeah. pretend that you had your ipods uh, <laughs> going and that you couldn't speak <laughs> with them you become, I'm going to be friends with every person I yes. sit by in an airplane from now on because they saved that woman's behind literally and wow. kept her from getting sucked out of the plane. Isn't that crazy? Oh, so, wow. Amazing. I know. That is one of the craziest stories I've ever heard. Wow. All right. So with, with, it, with this whole thing about, I love when social media, and as that guy said at the car dealership, things went viral. Mm -hmm. I love it when the good guys win, Amen. whether it be somebody on a plane doing the right thing and putting their own lives, because it must be pretty scary when you see a lady get sucked out the window to get up and go, I'm going to hold on to her and I might get sucked out the window too. <laughs> yeah. And then in this case, uh, you know, people speaking up and doing the right thing. And so many times we'll even see on television programs where they set up a scenario where someone's being bullied or the wrong things happening to someone or there's maybe uh, someone's abusive to a child and they, they do this to set up a scenario where they see if other people will speak up and get involved. Now, sometimes you should call 911, mm -hmm. but sometimes in the case of this particular incident with the a car dealership and even the lady, you have to get involved. I feel oh, that absolutely. you have to. You can't be lazy and uh, think the other guy is going to do it. That's true. And when when I received this video this morning, it was from a, a Facebook friend and he went to high school with my husband and he sent it to me because he's um, prior military as well. But when he sent it to me, I got everybody on my military list. I said, OK, let me go ahead and send it. I sent it out to like 50 some odd people Good. on the military list. And they all respond. They were like, what? Who, 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 who is this? OK. And because we're veterans, we're going to stand together. You know, and this was just ludicrous that this would even happen. And so the good news behind this, veterans going to stand together. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. My thing. <laughs> Go ahead, Monique. I love I'm, this chick. I'm sitting here laughing because it's not a funny situation, but... I'm like when we go home, the nearest airport to our small oh, Jacksonville. It's Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the last time we flew into Jacksonville, we see you know all these vehicles with Confederate flags. Uh, 
uh-huh. on them. And I'm just sitting here like, okay, so back they can in Florida. fly Confederate flags. Come on. Come on. But mm. they can't support the military. military. Mm. I, I just, I don't understand that. I mean, I that's it's just that's that's the part that i'm laughing at that's it's ridiculous. like you just ride around flying confederate flags that's a good point, but Rachel. then you want to cite somebody for flying a military flag that's that's back you know it's interesting because we were in florida recently and my son said why are there so many confederate flags down here we were further down towards like the everglades mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the time and i said well maybe some people feel some southern pride and they want to you know fly them because they really are believers in the south and my son said well they still shouldn't fly because it might offend some people mm-hmm. i thought well that's pretty Love that's that pretty good <laughs> he gets it he's you know? amazing well, he sometimes gets it. one thing over it, like you put on the scale of life Wait, that one thing's years. more important than the other it's like the woman that you played the story from the other day dave that had the confederate flag in her neighborhood yes, and the neighborhood changed true. over time and went from a white neighborhood to predominantly african-american and she flew that flag right and finally she got sick and almost died and she realized she was doing the wrong thing that she was hurting people and mm-hmm. she had a ceremony in her uh neighborhood and got rid of the flag and had all of her african-american neighbors over to apologize basically and take it down right i remember the pastor from that church was like so emotional just so taken over with emotion that somebody had made such a big dramatic change, change in their shift. life yeah yeah, yeah. and i've seen that you can never give up hope on anybody there was a story out of colorado about yeah. the white supremacist that was covered in tattoos remember oh that and was then he had the african-american uh, uh, parole officer yes and yes. she came into his house and said can you put a smiley face or something on your wall because all that hate and that swastika like that is really depressing you don't want to get up to that Get up to a smiley face or something. And no hate towards him, just like mm-hmm. common sense, mm-hmm. didn't judge him, just came in and did the case. And then they became so close that yes. he thought of her like family. That's right. He had, was having his tattoos removed. The news station brought her in so he, he could show her because of her friendship mm-hmm. uh, that he was having these white supremacy tattoos removed. And now he works on a farm where the farm workers are Hispanic and he goes to all their you know quinceanera celebrations mm-hmm. and uh, their parties. And he's the only white dude. And he said he wants to uh, start to leave a new legacy and to uh, show his kids about love Amen. and to teach his kids about love and to be uh-huh. a good role model for his children. That to me was one of the most dramatic changes of a human being mm-hmm. I have ever seen. And it was because a black woman was willing to love him, even though he had hate, hate in his heart for people who looked like her. That's right. She was willing to overlook it. And that's what Jesus asked us to do. And it's so hard to do mm-hmm. to, to be kind to someone that's not kind to you. And I remember Joyce Meyer saying in a sermon once, you might have to be kind to someone a very long time before they're ever kind back to you, if That's ever. Very true. If ever. Very right? true. If yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just having that conversation with my husband the other day because um, something happened. The, the girls were, um, the girls in the boys team of Grandview, they were called down by one of the senators to senators to the state capitol because they won, both won state right they both won. that's kind of unusual for the boys team and the girls team to both win yeah. state isn't it yeah and and something transpired down there and my husband we didn't go he was upset because he wasn't there which i'm glad he wasn't because i had to calm him down because mm. he was ready to call every he was i'm call everybody i know and blah 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 and i'm like andre just calm down what so, happened Tell us. I got to know. So 
I, I really didn't want to give this life, but I'll go ahead and share it with you guys. Okay. Okay. So only share what you feel comfortable. You don't have to give names and you can give us an overview if you want to. But if you don't want to, Monique, because so that's one thing. Our be, lives are out here. Because and that's what we talk I, about, real what, life. This is what I know. I have learned through all the years that, you know, Andre's played football and we've been in, in somewhat of a spotlight. That yeah, public eye. Any, yeah. any publicity, any publicity is good even okay. if it's negative or whatever it's still publicity so that's how people um in certain arenas look at that's the way they they look at things and that's what i was telling andre because all of the kids stood up at the state capitol um, when they recited the pledge, all of them stood up. We even had this one girl, you know, during the um, basketball season, she had her fist up during the pledge. She didn't even do it at the state capitol because she said she respected where she was. So there was this certain senator. He went over to the kids and started yelling at them. And saying they weren't saying the the pledge. So the rest of the senators came over and was they were like, you know, we're so sorry. But he picked out this one mixed kid that remind that looks like Colin Kaepernick. Really? I'm gonna just say that. So and Alicia was like, he was just yelling at all of us. She was like, but Mama, everybody had their hand over their heart. Everybody like was doing the pledge. Everybody was doing it. So I told Andre, you know. It's probably re-election time. Mm. He's trying to get some attention. And he's trying to get some attention. And you got to think about. What did the boys say? And he, they just stood there. Like the coaches and the principal and everybody, they said they were so proud of the kids because they were all respectful. They just stood there and they just kind of glared at the guy like. And some of the kids were like, we didn't know what was going on. He just came out of nowhere and just started yelling at us. And, you know, I was explaining to Andre, you know, God has me in a place where I I have to learn how to deal with everybody. And even when they aren't sensitive to what I'm going through, you know, because of the color of my skin or because, you know, even when they aren't sensitive to that, I have to learn how to love them anyway or past that. Well, and Michelle and I have had this discussion before where she gets fed up. We're like, sometimes, not with me, but with people who've lived my life where I didn't grow up around racism. My stepmom's from another country. She's another color. My dad was always into integration. He did the first, uh, he, he brought the first uh, African-American boy into his uh, Boy Scout troop and caught a lot of flack for that when he was young, um, you know, just out of college age, um, you know, young, youngish, probably 20s. Um, and so with that said, sometimes I'm oblivious to how people might be treated differently because I don't treat people differently. And Beatrice thing, has said before that, you know, I'm kind of colorblind. Mm -hmm. And so I, so I want to understand, but I don't come from that point of view where I treat people or think of people differently. So then I don't get it, right? But Michelle said, said to me, at least me. you are open to the fact that I might have a different experience being a black woman, that I might have experienced things different from you. She, Michelle doesn't like it when somebody just discounts and said, oh, that doesn't yeah. happen anymore, or yeah. blah, blah, blah. Now, I don't say that. I I'm more shocked. Times. 
And so but people it, sometimes feel shocked and, and then be dismissive, like, well, that just didn't happen. Right. And like, oh, that and never that happened. Mad. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about Confederate flags. Every time I drive up to the mountains, which isn't often, you know, you get a little further out and then you start seeing little biker looking shops with Confederate flags. And I talked about this on Facebook and several people were were actually trying to kind of deny what I said like deny the truth that I was speaking. And I'm like, you can't come to me and tell me that I didn't see what I saw. Maybe you never noticed it because maybe you wouldn't care. Maybe it's something that wouldn't bother yeah, you. I, I didn't so you might have looked yeah, right by it. it. Yeah. But I see it every time I go. And I want you to stop you know, telling me that my truth isn't real because it's not something that that's you're right. familiar right. with. Right, because it's not, exactly. yes. Yeah. And, and, and you summed it up. That's how we as African-Americans, that's how we all feel. Like, I was so touched, and I meant to send you this story, and in my head I did, but I really forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> that all the time. I've absolutely all time. done that. Hilarious. So it was a, about... Um, Robert Kraft, the New England New yeah. England Patriots owner, where he went to visit the rapper, the um, African American rapper that has been um, given a jail sentence that his what he done wasn't worthy of. And I was oh. so touched because he said we really have to learn how to understand what each other is going through, and yeah. not like Michelle said, not just dismiss it. Like yeah. It, it doesn't exist anymore right because it is is racism is very much alive mm. and but what we have to understand is jesus died for all of us yeah Amen. not Amen. for people not for one color no nope. we all bleed the same mm -hmm. all right uh angie austin here with the good news gals if you want to reach out to any of us you can always email me angieaustinnews at gmail.com angieaustinnews at gmail.com Good news of Jesus for you in High Definition Radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. All right, Angie Austin here along with Adam. Adam is an ambassador with ARC, and when you shop at ARC, it helps the ambassador. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps, and everything you donate helps. ARC is a tremendous benefit to people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Now, there's a Saturday sale. Most items half off. If I'm a senior, 55 and over, on Tuesdays, most items are half off. How do we find out about that? ARCthrift.org. How about if I want to donate? Where do I donate? 303-238-JANE. You call them and they'll pick up whatever you need. Furniture, small, big. Medium. Uh, yep, absolutely. Uh, a small, big, medium. Yes, they'll bring the truck right on over. What's yes, the number? 303-238-JANE. Yeah, they bring a truck right to your house. 303-238-JANE. Yes, 303-238-JANE. ArcThrift.org. Does oh. Arc make you feel special? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought so. You are special. ArcThrift.org. As are you, babe. As are you. Thank you. Do you love working for Arc? I love Arc. Welcome back. Angie Austin here. So happy to have you joining us. All right. I've got a wonderful guest for you. She is the author of I Can Laugh Again. Her name is Chloe Taylor Brown, and she is here to uh, share with us her experience. Hi, Chloe. Hey there, Angie. Thanks for having me today. 
All right. So in your memoir, um, I Can Laugh Again, you really open up about your story of a loss, um, but all your also your testimony and a story of hope as well. Yes, I do, Angie. Um, it took me a while to be able to release the story. I don't want to mislead anyone to make them think that I've just gotten, you know, just woke up one day and I can laugh again. It has taken me many years to be able to worked through grief and tragedy of the loss of my son, Justin. And it's been over, uh, it, this happened in 1996. He drowned in our pool. I have one other friend that this happened to, and I have to say that I cannot express how beautiful it is to have you share a story of hope when you come from a place that many of us can't imagine being through. I, you know, I lost my brother to murder, but there is nothing like losing a child and losing a child in a circumstance like that that's so close to home per se. So let's uh, talk about what you feel comfortable sharing with us and what you want people to learn from your experience. I want people to really know that after a tragedy, a loss, um, even if you've gone through a long illness with someone that you love and you, you're even expecting it, you're still going to go through this grief and pain. But what I want you to know is that with the work, you've got to work, you can authentically have a beautiful life again and you can laugh again. It's not going to be easy. Uh, for some people, it's, it's, it's a little more challenging. But if you really make the decision that you want to be happy and that you want to laugh, you can do it. Well, you know, your subtitle in I Can Laugh Again, From the Valley of Grief to a Glimpse of Heaven, how did you finally come to the place where you could laugh again and have that experience of glimpsing heaven per se? Well, after several months, not quite a year, I saw the devastation that non-laughter in a home could do to a family. And I have a husband, and fortunately, and praise God that we have been married for all these years and we are still friends. It's very challenging. And like any marriage, you don't have to have a tragedy. To be married over 30 years is a lot of work. It's easy to get married. It's, it's work to stay married. And it's a miracle to stay married after some things like this happen. But I saw in my home, Angie, that my, my laughter is a kind of laughter that if I'm out in public, it was so vibrant and bold that people would come from other rooms to find out who's that woman. And that was gone. And so my prayer was, please, God, just let me laugh again. Yes. And, you know, because I really wanted to and I was willing to do the work, my prayer was answered. But it took a lot of work and it didn't just happen overnight. Okay, let's talk about that work, because I, I love your quote about it's easy to get married, hard to stay married. That takes work. Let's talk about the work to get out of that grief and find your laughter again, because other people may not have lost a child, but we've all experienced grief of some sort. Yes. Well, for me, Angie, I really did have to dig deep within myself to find out who am I now, because so many of us identify with our jobs, our careers, uh, being a mom of three. I was a mom of three. I'm, I'm a mom of four now and once in heaven. But at the time, I had my three children. And I just so identified with those children, you know, as that was just me. And right. then when Justin died, I just didn't understand 
who I was anymore. So I had to relearn myself. And it wasn't the previous self. It was a new self because you're you're not going to be the same no matter how much you want to be. But you can even be better. And so I had to do that work to rediscover myself. And as I was doing that, I found that I was this real big spiritual being. I had gone to church, uh, but that didn't really help me that much, going just going the way that I had gone previously. So I rediscovered my spiritual essence, and that really helped me a lot. And then the people saw a glow about me, and they wanted to know. Yeah. And the more I shared, the better I felt. And so I just got a kick out of sharing. And I remember about, I was still modeling at the time, and I remember going to work about a year and a half after Justin's death, and a young model had lost her brother to a motorcycle accident. And I was really encouraging her, and, and just from my authenticity, and, and um, not knowing, just wanting her to feel better. And I saw her again at another job about a month ago, a month after that, and she said, well, I'm on it, and my mom's on it. And I said, what are you on? And she said, on what you told me. And I just loved it. And that was the beginning of me, my own healing, sharing with people what I had been doing. Yeah, yeah. What, okay, explain. You went to church, and that didn't do it for you. So how did your uh, spiritual life change? What was different about, what did you add besides just going to church? Deep studying and meditating and allowing myself to know that there must be something bigger. I wouldn't say I was an overly religious person. I really wasn't. But I would go, being Catholic, I would go to Mass on Sundays and my children were going into their religious ed classes. And we were, you know, the, just the good Christian girl kind of thing. But, but after Justin's death, that was just not enough for me. And I I didn't find fulfillment in that. And a lot of people were asking me to visit their church and I didn't understand it. So finally, one of my girlfriends said, um, well, you're just, you need to just let go and be optimistic about doing things differently. So I went to visit a church with her and all the people were really charismatic and they had seemed so free and spiritual. And I really loved that. And the more I went, the more I started studying on my own. And I just, it, it was as though God was revealing things to me in the essence of my spirit. It was more like spirit to spirit. Was it more like a relationship with Jesus in terms of Christianity? Or was it um, something different? More of a relationship and something different. It was, it was all of that. It was a relationship. It was me being able to fully engage and understand scripture and put it into my real life. It was me even hearing. Uh, I can't say if I heard it out loud but or if I heard it in my spirit, but I would hear from God. God you know, I'd be in meditation and I would ask questions or in my meditation, I would really hear, you know, <laughs> it, it seems kind of weird, but um, I would really hear. I never thought I would ever be an author of four books, but I remember being in meditation and praying and asking, you know, what can I do to help um, my husband? And I clearly heard God tell me um, to write. 
And I was looking all around the room, Angie, thinking, what am I hearing things that what, I was? Yeah, what should I write? If you're just joining us, I can laugh again from the Valley of Grief to a glimpse of heaven. And this is Chloe Taylor Brown, and it's her memoir. All right, Chloe, I just uh, want to thank you, you know, for sharing such, you know, deep things with us, you know, explaining how you, uh, you know, got deeper into your Christian faith, how you were able to uh, use scripture to help you. And I think you offer hope to so many people. So thank you so much for that. You are very welcome, Angie. All right. Now I want to kind of turn a corner slightly and just offer a little bit more about your testimony. Um, you mentioned how your faith got deeper after the loss of your son, and I know you have a radio show, and I know you offer something called the Chloe Experience. So I want to get into all of these things a little bit more. So let's start with when did you first become a Christian? Well, I was born into Christianity, and uh, you know, just being with my family. And I remember when I was about 29, I was living in Milan. I was a model. I had the best life. My husband was there. We had our daughter. Um, and I just felt something was missing. Um, and so that was when I started really studying scripture. And I had read the Bible before, but it didn't resonate with me. But when, at that time, it really started to resonate with me. And I couldn't get enough. And I was reading it. I started from the very beginning of Genesis and I read all the way through. I don't know how long it took me. It took me a while. And I remember getting frustrated because I couldn't just read it like a, and finish it because I just wanted so much. And I, at that point, I started to become very intuitive and present and with a certain knowingness. And so mm -hmm. I would say that on my own, before I turned 30, I, I started to get that deep relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I can relate to that because there have been times where I just you feel like dry, like you you know you're a Christian, but you know you haven't done the work to have a relationship that bears fruits in terms of you being able to offer, as you mentioned, that special something or that glow to the world that they're like, wow, Chloe, you went through something so painful, and your words of wisdom are helping me. And I love um, the idea of letting our light shine brightly to glorify the Lord in heaven. And if we're not involved in that relationship, in that quiet time in the scripture, if we're not reading the Bible, you can say you're Christian all, you, all you're, you want, and you are Christian, but you're not reaping anything from it, and you're not giving anything to the world from it, because you're just kind of dry if you're not involved in your faith. That reminds me of a, I guess it's in scripture somewhere, I don't know, but it reminds me of the story of the dry bones and so you're absolutely correct. You don't have very much to give because you're not fluid and dynamic. And, and uh, so you're just there. And I remember during that time when I was getting a lot, I would go to Bible study. And then I started to look around at all the people who had been going for years and years and years. And I wanted to know, why are you still here? Why aren't you out sharing what you know? Uh, and so that takes you to a different level. And, you know, you have to, it's not, when I give my testimony, and I, I, I'm curious if you feel the same way, when I recount painful things from my past, it's not fun. I wouldn't say that I experienced the same pain, but I do it. I give my testimony because I want to thank God for everything he's done for me. And I feel like I want to share the Lord and the miracles he can work in your life with people. But I wouldn't say that it's fun to give like your testimony. How do you feel about that? 
Well, it's sometimes an, it's an honor, but it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, you have to. I'm just starting to do this now and open up since I've published this book. And my, I have my mantra, but my motto for this year is that I want to be courageous enough to be vulnerable. And um, I feel that for many years, I was afraid to be vulnerable because people expect you to be a certain way. Yes. And um, I was afraid of that. But I've learned in the last couple of years about vulnerability. And just in the last few months, I've been courageous enough to be vulnerable and step up boldly and share my testimony and, and give God the glory. Because I'm telling you, um, I couldn't have done this without my faith and my spiritual connection mm-hmm. of, and I, and, and it's so amazing to me when I read my own words and I can laugh again, I really admire the young woman that I was to have gone through something so horrific and just such a challenge and be able to move through it with the grace that, that she did, that the woman that I was, because yeah. You know, in reading this, I say, wow, I want to be more like that again. Um, because for years, I, could, I wrote this book when God said, right, and I wrote it. But I couldn't even read back through the whole thing without weeping so. And so I would put it away. And then four years later, I pick it up again. And I couldn't do it. And it was just last year, last, from last October to April, a friend walk through it with me twice, word by word. And this is why, you know, he's like an angel that God sent to walk through it with me. I hadn't heard from him since college. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I think your story, you know, losing Justin, I understand he was quite young, not quite four, but also just your story of your background and, you know, humble beginning and then becoming, you know, a, a model, as you mentioned, that, you know, internationally you traveled for your work and a radio host now and author. So um, quite a beautiful testimony in terms of what God has done with your life. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, what is the Chloe experience? Uh, what is the Chloe Taylor Brown experience? Well, it is everything that I have learned from my modeling career, from traveling, from meeting people from all walks of life, going through the tragedy, pulling myself through that, being counseled, and going to seek coaching. That it's all of that combined. And when I wanted to reinvent myself after my modeling career, it started out with Getting Ready Chloe Style and Perfecting Your Authentic Image. That was the first book that I wrote. And I was doing professional presence, but there was still something missing. And what was missing is coaching. We all need coaching at times in our lives. And so mm-hmm. someone introduced me to a very dynamic, powerful man who was a coach. And I worked with him for over a year. And then he invited me to uh, come to meet with him and a group of people from all over the world. And I was so in awe and so amazed at how 
the words and the work that he was teaching me, how I could put it into my life and it was really working. And he took notice of that. And he says, you're doing so wonderful and you're making things work. I want you to share with other people. And I was very reluctant, Angie. I was mm -hmm. like, no, I have my life game. I'm playing it. I don't need to go off and share what I, he says, if you don't share this, you're going to be one of the most selfish women oh, wow. I've ever met. And I, and I still didn't want to do it. And then a few months after that, I was meditating and I, and I heard from my higher self, God, uh, to be bold and be, to share this coaching. And so I thought, well, wow, that must be what that crazy man was trying to tell me too. And so when you know that you know that you know, you can't deny it. Yeah. So what I did was I combined everything that I know from my own, what I was doing with professional presence. And a lot of the things that I got from the coaching that the coach shared with me, and I wrapped it around my own authenticity and my gifts. And that's the Chloe experience. And Angie, by the way, um, I had a coaching session scheduled with a gentleman at the Home Depot, a corporate executive, and I'm supposed to be there now, but they're allowing me to miss that session to work with oh. <laughs> So well, I work with the co corporate executives, young women and girls. And, you know, I just love what I do. And it was all created from my authenticity. Well, you love what you do, but you were also open to God healing you enough so that you could help others heal as well. And I think that is so beautiful. You've got your radio show, the modeling career, author, coaching. And uh, I think that your story of resilience is very inspirational and a true testament to, you know, how the Lord can heal your heart. I can laugh again from the valley of grief to, grief to a glimpse of heaven. Again, I can laugh again from the valley of grief to a glimpse of heaven. Chloe Taylor Brown, do you have a website you can send us to, Chloe? Yes, I do. That is thechloeexperience.com. And experience does not have an E. It's just an X. thechloeexperience.com. Love it. Thank you, Chloe. God bless you. Thank you so much, Angie. Hi, it's Angie. Hey, do you have a lot of things around your house you want to get rid of? My husband wants me to get rid of anything and everything that is in his way. 303-238-JANE. I love ARC. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps and everything you donate helps. 303-238-JANE. They bring a truck right to my house. I actually have them come every well, month or two and it is so helpful to get that place cleaned out because you know what? My husband's a lot nicer to me when I donate things and who better to donate to than ARC? 303-238-JANE and arcthrift.org for a location near you if you just want to drop a few things off and do a little shopping. arcthrift.org, shopping with a purpose. I love Arc. Come to any of the YMCA of the Rockies locations to fill your days and nights with our exciting and educational programs and activities. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we put Christian principles into practice with our fun and informative programs. And our facilities are located in stunning environments that help build healthy minds, bodies, and spirits for all. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. We also provide conferences of a religious, educational, 
educational or recreational nature. And we specialize in offering traditional summer camping experiences for boys and girls. At the YMCA of the Rockies, every season brings affordable fun and excitement for the entire family. YMCA of the Rockies has locations near Winter Park, Rocky Mountain National Park, and Grand Lake. Go to ymcaoftherockies.org. Whether you are looking for adventure, a better way to connect with your family, or just a relaxing stroll, we can set you on your way. That's ymcaoftherockies.org. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to The Good News. If you like The Good News program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com AngieAustinRadio.com Just click on Contact Me. I would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. Angie Austin here. You know, if you've listened to me for a while, you've heard me talk about my favorite vacation spot for our family where we've literally been going for years and years, and that is YMCA of the Rockies. And joining us is Kellen Toulouse. She is the brand manager there at YMCA of the Rockies. And the Estes Park location has a new mountain center, so I'm dying to know about this. Welcome, Kellen. Hi, Angie. How are you doing? I am doing well. You and I have known each other. We met about 15 years ago, and you know. Yes, I I know. I'm your biggest fan. You know that the Y is like a passion for me. Yes. Oh, it's so exciting. We're we're so happy to have you as a fan. Well, let's talk about uh, what this Mountain Center is. We just had our family reunion up there last year, and we're planning the next one for probably about a year away because you have to put some time into it when you're planning a big event like 45 family members. So what's this Mountain Center going to add? What's it, what's it going to do? Yeah, well, the the Boone Family Mountain Center is our newest addition to the Estes Park Center here at the YMCA of the Rockies, um, and it's going to be our base camp for our nature and environmental and our high adventure activities. So in addition to uh, housing a hands-on educational nature center, it has a two-story climbing wall, indoor climbing wall oh. that will be open year-round, and it's also going to serve as our staging area for guided hikes, fly fishing trips, uh, mountain bike rental, archery, and zip line. So that's going to take over a lot of the stuff that was like right there next to uh, the cafeteria, uh, the building over um, near the pool where you guys staged everything before. Yeah, our Sweet Memorial Program building will continue to ha- uh, house family activities. So a lot of our family programs and activities for the toddlers and younger kids will be operated out of that building. All right, now talk about prices because I think you guys are the best value in the United States of America because oftentimes we'll get a lodge room for under 100 bucks, and then you get two free breakfasts. And then what people don't understand is the majority of the activities are included in the price. So we like to go watch Mountain Man, and he reenacts what it's like to be what it was like to be a mountain man back in the day in the Rocky Mountains. And we uh, go swimming and roller skating, ice skating, depending on the season. There are all kinds of classes and survival classes. And 
and uh, orienteering classes and things that you can do with your kids, like um, dodgeball, et cetera. And all of that, those activities are all included. There's a small fee for uh, the crafts and uh, the zip lining and the rock climbing and the archery. But in general, you can go there and just pay the price of your lodge room and your food, of course. And you can have a whole weekend with all the activities for under 100 bucks, not including your food. Correct. Yes, many of our programs and activities are free, um, including our, guide, our whole guided hike, hiking program that is going to be based out of the Mountain Center. All of those guided hikes with our expertly trained hike masters that they take you into Rocky Mountain National Park and other trails in the Estes Park area, all those guided hikes are, are offered free to families. And we've done various, uh, you know, uh, hikes. Generally, we do the ones that, you know, kids can do, and they're very educational. And we've even done just the little walks around the Y where they tell us about the history of the Y and the different buildings and some of the animals. We've done the um, uh, the beaver-like walk where you go and sit and look at the beavers. We've gone up to Bible yeah. Point. <laughs> and then we did one where we went to a lake nearby, and we had an older, like definitely in his 70s hiking guide. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure I could keep up with yes. this guy. No, he blew right. me away. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty amazing. Our hike masters are um, of all ages and abilities and range, and um, <laughs> they're really great to get out with. You learn a lot from them for sure. You do, and I, I loved his passion for life, just hiking with someone who was definitely a senior, who was so fit, and who loved it so much. It was just a joy for our whole family, and the cool thing is, is he kind of made another route for my mom that was a safe route where we could see her, and she stayed down below by the route and walked a mile around the lake while the rest of us did like a four-mile more strenuous hike and then kind of circled back around for her, so it was neat that he was able to kind of, um, you know, figure out something for her as well in that case. I want to make sure people know where to go and to find the specials and all the deals and to sign up because if you want cabins in the summer you really have to you know be on top of it when that opens up and then you also um you know want to go on and look at their lodge rooms because there's some really nice lodge rooms that can um, house the whole family because that's generally where we stay and it's very economical so where do they go kellen yeah you can find all of our information specials deals and you can check out some uh, photos of our cabins and lodge rooms at our website, and that is ymcarockies.org. ymcarockies.org. Well, thank you, Kellen. I think a lot of the young people, like you were when I met you, just a young intern, a lot of the yep. young people um, up there really add to the experience as well because so many kids come up there to work when they finish high school. Thank you, Kellen. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 